I really like this episode. I'll, I'll um, say that right off the bat. Um, considering that I was greatly disappointed with the last one, this brand new one um, was really good. So, now on to the actual review. Bum, ba-dum, bum. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Formal Flame. I'm your host, Daniel the Flame. And this is another review of The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian um, Season 2, Episode 7. Um, guest starring this time, the illustrious Bill Burr. And he did not... He, he did great this episode. Now, last season, I actually did not like the episode that had Bill Burr in it. I, I'm a huge fan of Bill Burr, but I did not like that episode. His character was incredibly campy. Um... The whole situation was just this ridiculous, um, like, you know, copy and paste type of deal, which is something you've seen before in multiple movies and shows and whatnot. So having his character be like the guy that's just like, hey, you know, I don't need to put up, like, I don't see what the big deal is with the man, Lord, I ain't afraid of you. And then it was so obvious that they were leading to them betraying Mando, and then they did, and then he got them back because that's what he does, and... I was, I was just so bored with it. Looking at the episode, I was like, I, I know what's ha- I know what's going to happen. This is so dumb. But they did it anyway. Because Star Wars, that's what they do. But in this episode, he was a welcome fresh of breath. Um, he was a welcome breath of fresh air. And, uh, yeah, I was about to misspeak. Um, and it was glorious to me. I really, really enjoyed Bill Burr's character. One of the things that stuck out to me, um, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, um, was the moment when he said, um, he was like, well, you know, um, the, like, the world the Mandalorians are from, he said, if you grew up on the, um, the Mand, you grew up on Mandalore, you believe one thing, you grew up on Alderaan, you believe another thing. Funny thing is, both of those places don't exist anymore. Ain't that something? <laughs> and and I, immediately when he said that, it struck a chord with me, and I just, I was like, I had an epiphany. And I was like, that's what the newer movie should have been about. That's something that should have been tackled or brought up or said within the new movies. It should have dove deeper into the concept of like how the stormtroopers are, how they're raised, how they're treated, and then what exactly they believe in. And then and then the the humane side of looking into them, which is something they could have tackled as well. Um, you know, this is my just speculation on that crap. But it's something that really should have been ventured and looked into within the Star Wars mythos, considering that they're starting to make so much more shit around Star Wars, why not bring up stuff like that? I mean, you have bad guys which are basically Nazis, because you literally everything about them is copied from Nazis. Uh, who's the most evil people that exist? I'm going to copy them. Bam, that's what he got. Stormtroopers. That's, that's, that's what they are. They're Nazis. Um, but it's like, even still when they decided to do the new movies and they introduced someone who was an ex-stormtrooper, why not dive deeper into that mindset? You know, like, what if all these people don't really have a choice? What if there's more into these um, into these characters? And much like when Bill Burr had the moment of just talking to that um, commanding officer and they was sitting down talking, and he was like, I had so many friends died on that mission. And he was like, well, you know, for the good of the Empire. And he was like, well, was it good for them? He was like, I mean, they're dead. Like, the, the, they're dead, and the Empire is basically over with. He was like, so, what What did that matter? And it's like, and the dude was like, what, what matters is the fact that the like we were able to do what we needed to get done for the good of the Empire. That's all that's important. 
and and rightfully so that scene played out nicely and i was like this is the shit that i would like to see in other star wars lore it just it shouldn't just be black and white good versus evil there should be layers to this shit why wouldn't you add layers after so many years of people contemplating and bringing up and speculating stuff within star wars why not have it to where things have layers to where there's more than just a obvious good side of the force and the dark side of the force like what if the dark side is actually like um put in a positive light to where it's like just because you're part of the dark side doesn't necessarily mean that you're evil aren't there supposedly some characters within the dark side of the sith um lore that encumbers that but just you know all, all of that jazz but i was just like i said it was nice that someone finally was able to implement and bring that to light within the star wars mythos that I really enjoyed, and I'm and I'm really happy that they had Bill Burr's character do that for me. Um, that was saying for me, like it was in, <laughs> directed, direct, like it was directed towards me. This is for you, Daniel. No, no, no. Just, but I'm saying, like I'm glad Bill Burr was the type of was the character, and then his character was the type of person that he was in order to give off that influence, and it come across very amazing and like he he did fantastic i was uh when he sat there sitting at the cross from the table from the guy i was sitting there going like, i was like oh man he about to make a cry i was like if bill burr crown command man <laughs> i was like oh. i was like oh man this is i was like this is great i was just huge fan of his real real happy that his character did what he did um i'm so glad that they got him out of that fucking proverbial bubble that they really stuck him in on the first season. And like now they gave him far more depth and complexity. Like he used to be ex-Empire. He you we we all know that he's a sharpshooter and things like that. We had the um the Ranger chick take notice of him um when they were after they did the mission and then they let him go. And I was like, well, it'd be really cool if they brought him on onto the Ranger show, since how that's not a show that's just generally about her. I'm pretty sure she's gonna be the star of it, but it could, you know have a, a very wide cast of characters that could be introduced into it for um the rangers of the new republic show since they announced that and and bill burr would be a welcome would be a very much welcomed um in rendition to that um cast of characters so um if they were to do that you know having him around would be fantastic but for the most part the um for the most part itself the uh episode really had a hell of a lot going on there was a lot going on in this episode and i greatly enjoyed it um having it be with them actually kind of sneaking into the base where there was like this x um where there there was a hidden empire facility then uh bill burr helped them get into it they're all doing this information and stuff like that to try and find baby yoda um really liked the part when they got bill burr um character out of the prison area where he was and they were transporting him and then he saw boba fett and then basically because of the armor you know he was shook for a little bit and he's like oh he's like for a second there i thought you was someone else that i knew <laughs> and it was like he wear armor like and then when it showed mando walk off the ship and i was like oh okay <laughs> it's like that was that was funny and he uh hey hey mando you know he's like he's like you're gonna kill me <laughs> and i was like nah like we need your help or something but um I really enjoyed that. So um, then them taking Bill Burr, trying to sneak into the Empire facility. They had, there's basically like so many different layers of security within the Empire. So it was just generally, yeah, they have notice of people who are like um, a part of the 
republic or people who are associated with this or associated with that and they're able to recognize that so you guys can't sneak in like literally it had to be the mandalorian and then he switched out of his um uh, vescar vespar vescar the vescar armor um and then he was wearing a stormtrooper outfit and so much like when bill burr brought it up um and then this is when bill burr brought up the the notion of beliefs and everything and essentially you know, um, is the rule that you're not allowed to take your helmet off or is the rule that no one's allowed to see your face? Because it seems like you can bend the rules to your will as long as it serves whatever purpose that you need it to serve. And it was very interesting to have this moment come up within um, Mandalorian. I wish it would have came up sooner because it would have been something that you could have definitely seen this character tackle with. Um, this could have easily been something that was brought up when he met the um, the, the Mandalorian chick, the actual, who's actually a blood relative of the Mandalorian race, and not someone who was brought in like he was, um, or orphan brought into the fold like he was. But um, it, it could have easily been something for him to tackle um, with. But at the same time, what they had him do was, was okay, duly noted, and like I hope... They, they dive deeper into it, whereas there's moments where it's like, yo, this is going to come ahead, and it's like, it's going to be a problem for him later on. So, they could have eased, um, so, when they had Bill Burr mention that, I really enjoyed and liked it, simply because of the fact that it, it, it gave more to Mando, um, on the sense of, you know, like, exactly how far is he willing to go to protect Baby Yoda? Because at the same time, the reason that he's trying to help him in the first place is because he's honor-bound by his, by his creed to help him. But how far is he willing, go, willing to go to disrupt and betray said creed in order to help Baby Yoda? And in this episode, we saw exactly to what lengths he's willing to go in order to protect Baby Yoda. And um, to the point where he actually removed his head, to, or he removed his helmet. And I was like, this was, I was like, this is a, this is a really big deal. The music to me didn't help. <laughs> I was like, I really wanted the music to, I'm glad that they, they didn't make it this long, sullen thing of him slowly removing the helmet, but he just yanked it off. And I wish the music would have just kind of like, there was no music at the time to try and insentiate that like some seriousness is happening or whatnot. But just as soon as he ripped the helmet off, it should just went dead silent. And that way to just be like, oh shit, just just to just to absorb the notion of what was going on and just the moment and everything. That that's how I felt about that scene. Um, but I I like the fact that Bill Burr was like, I can't go to that console because it's an old commander there. And he was like, he might recognize me. And then you got later from their conversation, he didn't recognize Bill Burr. So it was like, damn, he could have went to the console and the Mandalorian didn't have to take off his helmet. But, you know, too late, too so sad, too bad, so sad. Um, but you you just, it, it was just a, a wonderful moment to, to just show you the lengths in which the Mandalorian is willing to go to protect Baby Yoda. That's, that's the main thing that I drew out from um, watching that part. And it was just, I, I need to be there in order to help you, in order to find um, the, the kid. And so it was like one problem after another. And it was like, I got to get this done. I have to go save the kid. I have to go save the kid. Well, you just broke your solemn vow, which is, you know, more important to you than anything. We've seen multiple times within the story how the lengths to which you would go to avoid removing your helmet or to make sure that you never had to remove your helmet. And 
now that you did it in order to help the kid, you know, like this can lead on when they, obviously, because they're going to give it another season, um, it'd be dumb for them not to, um, for the Mandalorian, but, um, you know, when they do it later, he'll meet people of his own kind, and this time people who are actually a part of, um, you know, his uh, group of uh, uh, Mandalorians, in which case, uh, well, if he meets the Forager, you know, those questions will be asked again, has anyone seen you without your helmet? And then it might be a, a testament to, to see whether or not, you know, is he willing to forego everything that he has as a Mandalorian, or is he willing to fib the truth a little bit, you know? Because um, Bill Burr said in the episode, he never saw his face, you know? And it was like, he, he helped him out in that moment, and he was like, I never saw your face, you know? And it was like, just forget anything happened, I've never seen your face. But it was like, even though Bill Burr might said that and think that, that doesn't mean that the, Mandal the Mandalorian knows, I broke my creed, I broke the code. So, you know, will he be willing to lie and sit there and go, no, no one has seen my face, which will be a huge thing for his character. Or will he be willing to tell the truth, in which case he might get ousted from the Mandalorian Order. You know, and it's like, will he be able to try and give the reason as to why he had to do it? You know, and it's like, in order for me to, um, to get like, or will they allow him to even give an, uh, an excuse? In order for me to continue my honor-bound duty to protect the child, I had to remove my mask. Is that acceptable? You know, and it was like, and it was like, and I, I did it. That was the only time. That was it. You know, and it was like, what will be the outcome of that? There was, there's just so many branching things that could come, that can, they could easily come from doing what they did within that episode. And I greatly appreciated that. That was honestly like really. Really interesting, really cool. Also, the fact that Boba wasn't shown that much within the episode was all right to me. <laughs> I don't need the Mandalorian to be overshadowed by Boba Fett. No, 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 no. If he's getting his own show, let him get his own show. Then you could do Boba Fett stuff all day long. Whatever. But really, really interesting, really cool, and really good. Um, so then from, um, so then they had like, a, essentially there was a moment and from, it was like to, to backtrack in the episode. You have them bringing, getting Bill Burr out of the um, prison. They have Bill Burr um, lead them and tell them about the little facility that belonged to the Empire that they snuck into. Him and the Mandalorian snuck into the Empire. They had, which was, which I thought was cool, because I'm going back, because I'm sticking on other things. But they had a moment in which, uh, essentially, they were protecting this cargo that everyone else died trying to protect from pirates or something like that. And then you saw people within the Empire celebrating and clapping, like stormtroopers saluting them, people saluting them, giving them, you know, patting them on the back, like, good job and whatnot. And it was a very humanizing moment for people from the Empire. Because you really didn't get to see that from any of the Star Wars movies. And honestly, again, it's a subject matter that they easily should bring up and talk about, is the fact that, you know, these people are fighting a war, but they believe they're the good guys, you know? And it was like, why not show showcase that you know like like with bill burr i had friends who were a part of the empire but they all had to get sacrificed for the empire so do i still like the empire obviously not and you know and it's like just having moments like that it, they could easily do like a show about stormtroopers or something like that on that level but i digress but it just that part was pretty interesting to me, you know, and it was like, again, it was like humanizing moments for the bad guys, you know, and it was like, what if they had, um, and this is actually something that they did on, um, on Gundam Wing, um, if you are an anime watcher, on Gundam Wing, there's an episode where Duo Maxwell, the, um, pilot of the Death Psy, 
he had to sneak into a base and become a trainee soldier in order to get some information. And while he was there, he befriended and became close to a girl who essentially was also training to become a pilot and everything. Him being a fan who, who was basically trained to be um, this sneaky spy type amazing soldier, wonderful pilot and everything like that was just ace in the test, but he's still getting to know these people and see these people and everything. And then it came to that horrible realization, like, yeah, they're, they're just kids. But it's like, I, but when I get into the death side, I'll be just mercy killing all of these people. But it's like, they're not even on my level of, of you know, of skill. But at the same time, they totally believe in the cause that they're fighting for. But they're kids who have no way, shape, or form know that there's bigger things going on. Or essentially, the the people were part of a military group. But his main goal was Oz, who were people controlling the military group. And none of them, you know, none of them could see the forest for the trees. But essentially, that's what he's supposed to do. And he just felt bad that... that that was the aspect that he couldn't stop. And it's like, I still have to fight these people. But I need to hurry up and finish what I need to finish in order to make sure that I don't have to fight these people. We're fighting for peace because that's what we all want. But at the same time, it's, it's just, you know, there's just, just different levels to everything. There's a, two sides to every coin. And and I always always loved that episode of Gundam Wing. I always liked that episode of Gundam Wing. And essentially, I, I had, uh, you know, like vague and fond memories of that while seeing everyone clap and cheer for them while they were coming in delivering the shipment for the empire and everyone's just happy and they're like they're the only ones who was able to bring it back and people clapping and cheering they're like whoa like you guys did it you guys did it and there's like smiling faces all around and then even bill burr character said it was like man like he you ever seen happy stormtroopers <laughs> and he's like this is a weird sight isn't it and, it and it's like like all of this should just be subject matter for a whole show and series on its own. But just the complexity behind it is something that easily should be dived into. It's sad that they're not going to, but they really should. I, and I really I really enjoyed that aspect of the show, really. Um, so then you got from them bringing it in, people celebrating them. You have the moment in which uh, the Mandalorian had to remove his helmet because Bill Burr didn't want to get noticed or found out from using the, um, the little module. Uh, what was weird to me is that he said that there were different consoles all throughout the place. And they just found the one. And so they just found the one, and then he saw that someone was there that might recognize him. Why didn't they try to look for another one somewhere else? They could have been walking around. Obviously, no one were checking their credentials or anything like that. They just needed to find a console. So they could have obviously left and went somewhere else, but they didn't. And I was like, and because of that lack of judgment, they, they screwed up. You know, they, got, <laughs> they screwed up, and... The Mandalorian had to take off his helmet. And I was like, yeah, situational-wise, that that caused, the, you know, that, that calls for that. But realistically, why didn't they think we could go look somewhere else, you know? There's there's going to be another one somewhere else. And they just, they didn't do that. And I thought that was kind of ridiculous. But um, afterwards, they have the whole situation. Bill Burr gets really emotional speaking to his old uh, commander about what happened with his friends. And then it gets to one of those moments where it's like you can see the emotion welling up within Bill Burr as he's reminiscing and talking about what happened with the death of his friends and that commander making the call that he did to allow for their deaths. And it was like deaths of like thousands of people. And that that's a lot. And uh, and then only to just be like, well, it was for the good of the empire. 
But at the same time, you realize and you understand that, well, the Empire is losing. Um, it's ridiculous, <laughs> you know, in, in, the, in the aftermath of everything, their deaths were meaningless. It, it accomplished nothing. We're not accomplishing anything. They, now, they kind of in that conversation, they kind of gave a hint to, you know, the, the First Order, which is what's going to be brought up after the Empire, if they still stick to keeping those movies canon. Um, and I was like, that was, that was a little subtle nod if they were doing that. Because someone said, is it something about order and keeping order and like order remaining above all that? And it was like, people don't fear the empire or something like that. It's all about order. We have to remain order. And I was like, hey, order, first order, <laughs> maybe. But, you know, that, that I, I thought that might've been something. But, um, then you have Bill Burr basically motion swell up, him looking at Mandalorian and the man only shaking his head like, I know what you're going to do, but don't do it. And he did it anyway, and he shot the guy. And <laughs> I, and I was like, again, I knew they could do the dead silent moment. So <laughs> when they when he shot him, and it was just dead silent, and then it shows a trooper walking with his tray of food because they're in a the cafeteria, and he's just staring at him. And then Bill Burr looked, Mandalorian looked, and he, Bill Burr just leaned back and shoots him. And then they just start shooting everyone within the cafeteria. <laughs> and I really... I enjoyed that part. I thought that part was great. Then after that, it was them trying to escape and get out of the place. So, they escaped, um, get out of the place. Firefighting suit actually was a pretty cool um, action scene. Funny thing to me is that these people are getting shot dead center in the chest. And all of them are screaming as they're falling down. I get the Wilhelm scream is a thing. But it's just the concept of just, I've been shot. And it is just, ugh, ah! <laughs> like every time and it was everywhere and then i was like hey you know equal they were uh they were equal opportunity type people because a few um women and men were both you know equally women and men were um stormtroopers were shot and was falling to their death so i was like you know progress <laughs> but then they um they get away uh bill Berg grabs like the little um the little rifle laser that uh mando usually uses um and then he shot the uh, the 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 trucks that had the supplies on it that were incredibly explosive and whatnot. Blew those up and they basically blew up the whole facility, you know. And he, um, I believe he said so I can get some sleep, you know, <laughs> like that way I can get some sleep knowing like this place is destroyed. Um, and then like afterwards they uh, you know it was like yeah you did good kid real good. And so um, it was like well guess you're gonna take me back to jail now. And then the ranger and the mando was like well it's too bad he died doing what we needed him for and it's like yep it's too bad and he's like what are you serious he's like i can go and he's like because because i'll go i'm serious <laughs> and they just you know and they just sat there, they just sat there and they kind of went back on the ship and then he just took off and so you know again uh pretty cool uh and like they got the little information that they needed to find out where baby yoda was um and uh they uh they had mando send um, the, uh, the Moff dude, uh, forget what his name is, but the, the new Moff, cause he ain't Grand Moff talking, but, um, the Moff guy, they, uh, sent him a, a video message where he basically did his rendition of when he first, of what the Moff dude said when he first showed up at the last episode, um, near the end of the first Mandalorian season. And so you had Mando repeating his words about getting Baby Yoda back. And then it kind of end on with, you have no idea how important 
he is to me. And um, just just to accentuate, um, you know, like like I'm coming for you, and you're like, <laughs> but it's just you know different reasons. And it's like, well, when the moth dude did it, it was because they need Baby Yoda for something. But now the Mando Mando is doing it, it's because you know that's his baby boy. So <laughs> two different situations, but same meaning behind it. Now I, I thought that was cool. It was classy. It was a real classy. Pinky up, classy, mm, classy, and um. So it was pretty cool. And then um, I'm pretty sure the next episode is going to be the last one for the season. I believe there are eight episodes. So the next one will be the clincher, the the last season for The Mandalorian. And um, hopefully, you know, they, they come with it. They, you know, they, they bring it all home. You know, it just it ends on a high note. They just, um, I, I, ho- I would like for them to end on a high note. I would like for them to leave some things open for interpretation. They don't focus too much on insinuating these other characters in their shows because we already know that they're going to get so we don't need like you know a bunch of ooh we can't wait for their thing like let's see what they might do or whatever but just you know give them give them enough pause and cause to be able to believe like hey yeah 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 that like they're when they do their own thing is going to be something but and then even to keep it within in the collective you know we might have something that'll start off what their new show is going to be about or anything like that to, to just add in speculation and to keep the hype up sure that's fine but don't i don't want it to focus too much on it but just something to be to leave up for interpretation that way people have something to think about while they're waiting for those shows to come out um and that and that, and that that would be fine that would be fine um and i guess the main thing i could definitely ask for would just be for more mandalorian lore like, more stuff to encumber um, exactly what his people are doing, what they got going on, and what do they need done, and um, or what the actual remaining Mandalorian people are uh, preparing to do. You know, um, will Ahsoka show up? Will the uh, Mandalorian chick who's actually of blood, who's actually a Mandalorian by blood shows up? You know, like, will these, will these characters show up on the last episode? Will they be doing anything that'll make Mandalorian, uh, make the Mandalorian have to go about doing something else, you know, like, all of this stuff, really would, um, like to see that, hell, um, who, like, what Jedi felt Baby Yoda, you know, like, do we, do we care, (laughs) should we care, you know, just, all of these stuff, it's like, would like for them to answer all of these questions, can leave things open and just let you know, like, hey, there's gonna be another season, whoop-de-doo, 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 it doesn't matter. Just I'm um it was like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited for the next episode. Um hopefully it will be good. And then considering that this episode was really well done, I would like for the last episode to be really well done. Like I said, I was disappointed on the sixth episode, like the seventh, hopefully the eighth brings it all home. So with that being said, this has been Fun with Flame. I've been your host Daniel the Flame, and as always, good people. I hope you had fun.